from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hey, fuckers, what up? It's Christina Hutchinson. And Corinne Fisher. You're about to listen to a clip from our amazingly famous and successful podcast, Guys We Fuck. Yeah, and we're currently in the top iTunes charts, but keep us there or else my head's going to explode. Make sure you rate and review us uh, and enjoy a clip from our interview with WWE wrestler Leah Van Dale, a.k.a. Carmella, a.k.a. Hot Chicks Wrestling, a.k.a. Holla. Oh, yeah, and go to luminarypodcast.com if you're interested in hearing more. Nice. <laughs> How was sex handled in your house? Like, did you get the talk? Did you, was it frowned upon? Because we, we got, we've gotten the gamut of. No, we reaction. were very open. My mom, I think I asked about sex, I think maybe second grade. Oh, wow. Um, oh, nice. I don't know if it's like someone was talking about it at school or what it was. And then I went home and asked my mom and she told me what it was. And that was it. She didn't make a big deal about it. She told me about, you know, this is what happens when you get a little bit older and you get your period and yada, yada, yada. It was never anything that was taboo or unspoken. If we had a question, wow. we talked to our parents. You know, my mom's when you first start having sex, make sure you come to us. We'll get you on birth control. We'll do whatever. Oh my and God. it was so open. And I feel like because of that, I'm just, I never rebelled. Mm. I've never, never had a one night stand, never nothing, nothing like that. I just think <laughs> I've just been well, you've listened to your own body and gone off of your own instincts, really. Because I, it's like some people, like one night stands, I feel like. I, not I that, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the one night stand. No, but I, mean, I can't, ha- like, oh, I damn, can't have one before. myself because I, I need to be emotionally attached to you before I want to have sex. So that yeah. like I, I tried to have, I guess I technically did because I had sex with a male sex worker, but there was a lot of lead up and a lot of getting to know you. But, but like, I, I, yeah, I understand. But you, you basically uh, uh, 
listened to yourself and respected your own pace with your own sexuality. Right. Yeah. And it was never anything that was a problem in our health. Like if, I don't know, if we had a question, we'd go to my mom or, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Now, was there religion in your household? Because a lot of times with, you know, messing kids' minds up with sex, sometimes that's intertwined with super religious households. So we weren't super religious. I grew up Catholic. We went to church every Sunday. Okay. Um, But yeah, it wasn't like you shouldn't do this or you can't do this because it says that. There was no shame. It was very, very open. Catholicism sons shame. You don't hear about that enough. I know, right? (laughs) Well, but yeah, you just take it with a grain of salt. I mean, is there... So the big thing that I always find interesting about Catholicism is the obsession with masturbation. Uh, oh, they don't like it, right? Yeah, no, they're not. They're not yeah. being mad. That was something I had a hard time with growing up. I was like, but just to my own, like I never really talked about it with my mom or anything like that. But I was like, I'm not going to feel bad about this. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. That's and, good. That's, and I think so much of uh, having a healthy mindset towards sex, obviously it's the environment that you grew up in, but then it's also having to kind of in your head separate fact from fiction and kind of what is propaganda and right. and what is how I really feel. Right. For sure. Um, hmm, that's good. So, so your dad's also a professional wrestler, you said? Is he? Yes, he Is was he- back in the 90s. Okay. Which, which one? Which <laughs> Wait, back so in the 90s. he WCW? was never really a big name. Okay. Um, but he wrestled a lot of big names. Like who? So, like Razor Ramon. Oh, um, nice. Papa Shango, the big okay. boss man, mm-hmm. um, Bretton Owen Hart. So oh, wow. A lot of big names, but Our he brothers, was never yeah. really. What know, was his uh, stage name? Paul Van Dale. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I want to show up, you know, right off the birth certificate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a really, you, that's a really good last name, you know. Like my last yeah. name is Fisher. That's not going to be like a wrestler that's going to like take you down. Like Van Dale <laughs> sounds like, like you're going to smack me in the face, and it sounds regal. Yeah. It sounds like it, it, like an important. I feel like those two part last names, like that's where the, like, that's where the money is, baby. Yeah, but I'm all about it. Yeah. So what made you want to be go from cheerleader to beating chicks up (laughs) so it was never really a plan it wasn't something that I aspired to do as a kid Mm. because I did grow up watching it and um, I grew up watching with my dad and I idolized people like Miss Elizabeth she wasn't a wrestler but she was a manager and she was so fabulous and classy yeah so I loved watching her but I never thought oh I'm gonna grow up and be a lady wrestler and um, it was when I was done with the Lakers, I moved back home to Massachusetts and I'm like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, I really want to say, I love entertaining. I love being in mm. front of a crowd. Um, but I felt like I did everything I could with dance. So I was like, what else can I do? And um, I had an agent that I was using for dance and they had come, come to me with this opportunity to try out for WWE. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is perfect because my dad, she had no idea. My dad was a wrestler. I grew up around oh, him. Nice. So wow. That was like perfect. a nice little surprise cherry on top. Exactly. It was like, you know, to me, it just felt like sort of fate. It was the perfect, a right place, right time. And um, yeah, I went and tried out and the rest was history. How, what, what do you do when you try out? Yeah. Like, what is that? Because Kurt and I both auditioned for stuff together and separately where like, we actually, we auditioned for that Netflix show, what the, the, the wrestling show. What is it called? Glow? Uh, Glow? Glow. 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 I, I wanted to say glitter and I was like, that's a Mariah Carey movie. We didn't audition <laughs> we for that. Aud- we auditioned for glow. And I remember we weren't a lot of more makeup and I was like, but like not even a little bit. And my manager right. called me the day of like, don't wear makeup. And, um, <laughs> and we had to like, 
kick each other, like fake wrestle. What did, we had to like do some moves. Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely less of a less of a physical audition uh, and more of a like comedic duo audition in yeah, in sure. this part. I think probably physicality would have come uh, you later. Know, later, but we didn't get that right. far. So, <laughs> <laughs> but God damn it, we tried. You so, did. what did you do for your audition? So it was a 10-day tryout. Um, oh, my God. About, I don't know, 50, 30 or 50 girls that they had narrowed it down to. And then, I mean, I truly did not know what to expect. I got in um, a boxing ring with my dad a couple weeks prior to going, and he kind of showed me a few things. But yeah. he had been out of the business for so long, he had no idea really what they were going to show me or have me do. Right. I just went down there with the mindset, no matter what they asked me to do, I'm going to do my best. You know, what? I would never – you know, been in anything physical. Like I've been a dancer and, you know, always into fitness, but nothing like that. And, um, nothing could, I could have done would, would have prepared me for it. But I mean, they <laughs> ended up taking two girls out of that tryout and I was one of them. And wow. um, funny enough, it's kind of opposite of what you guys are saying, because I felt like I focused so much on trying to show, Oh, I can do this move. I can do that move that I just forgot all about my personality. And they had to pull mm. me aside and say, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're following along, you're catching up with everything, but we don't know who you are. Like there's right. no, you're not sh- giving us any, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, he- I'm here thinking I have to show them I can do the moves when right. yeah. we're in the business of a sports entertainment and I have to show what I can, you know, show some personality and that I have charisma. So once yeah. I did that, I was like, okay, now I, it was kind of just all came together. Yeah. And I know like as a standup comedian, a lot, a lot of us will take one aspect of our personality and kind of, uh, over-exaggerated just a little. And with wrestling, I know you really lean into that. That's because yeah. I love, I always loved the theatricality to wrestling. It was so exciting. And I don't know, it was, and it was when I went to live wrestling matches and like fucking Goldberg would come out and you'd be like, no way. It was just yeah. so, <laughs> and everybody involved does such a great job in stoking everybody up. What, what is your character? Do you have like a certain thing that defines her? So I felt like the thing I tried to lean on the most is my character because I know that I didn't grow up in this business like a lot of the women that I Mm. I work with, you know, Charlotte Flair, who her dad is Rick Flair, you know, or all of these other women who have been wrestling for years just trying to get to WWE. And I just, here I am, showed up. I never had any history and here I am. So I felt like I'm never going to be, no matter what, as good as these girls, or at least that's what the public perception is going to be. So my thing that I'm leaning on is to at least have a character. Mm -hmm. I want to be over the top. I want people, I love to make people hate me. I love it. We have Corinne. (laughs) You know what? I think because I'm I'm like, "Mm, maybe that stems from having a nice childhood because there's so, we have so few guests on here that have had a nice childhood because I just think not a lot of people did. And so I think that's why I do like people hating me. (laughs) I think it's so funny. Yeah, I feel like there's, my life has been knock on wood. I, I don't really, have that much drama in my life. So I feel like that's something that I try to really like, and I feel like I'm sort of a people pleaser anyway, me, Leah Um, in everyday life. So to be able to hone into the opposite of that for my character, it's like, Ooh, I just want everyone to just hate me. And I love doing that. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. So yeah. When you were creating Carmela, like, so do you, do they kind of say, this is the kind of character we need? Did you present that fully to them? Like, how does that work with, with creating a character? I came up with her all on my own. I, well, not all on my own. I mean, of course people have input and there's things, you know, they want you to tweak or change, but, um, I want, I'm from, 
Massachusetts. So I was thinking I want to do this. And I'm a, from a big Italian family. I oh, yeah. Sort of mafia, like Carmela Soprano, mob yeah. wife, Carmela Soprano, Victoria yeah. um, <laughs> Gotti, like that yes. sort of vibe. And um, that's exactly <laughs> sort of what she was and what she still is to this day. I mean, she's changed and evolved over the I mean, I've been in the business now for almost seven years, so it's changed. But at the same time, to her core, that is sort of um, who Carmela still is. That's so fun to have that like creative outlet to um, push the sides of yourself that you don't usually, yeah, engage with in your personal life. That's yeah, so it's really cool. And for me, I feel like like I really watch a lot of Mob Wives and um, Real Housewives <laughs> of New Jersey, and I'm like, ooh, Teresa. what makes me hate this chick? I'm like, I want to be just like her, like these little. <laughs> things that people do like you know you just pick up little um you know character traits that they have and yeah. I try to incorporate that into my character is there anything that you do to you know when you're going into the ring like to prep to become this other person do you have I think for me most most of the time before I go out I'm just constantly thinking of all of the negativity that ah. I and like negative feedback I get from our fans or just the audience Ooh. in general. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, eat it up for me to go out there and like <laughs> prove to them and like, just continue <laughs> to like shatter this false, you know, idea they have of me. And I want to go out there and just show what I can do. And I just like keep that in. So then when I'm out there, I'm like, ah, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great idea. Hey, did you like that clip? Oh, did you like it? If you liked it, you know where you can get more of Guys We Fucked? You can go to luminarypodcasts.com where subscriptions start at as little as $2.99 a month. And we're in the Nordics. Tell all you goddamn friends in the Nordics. Yeah. You all know, your hot friends in the Finland, Nordics. Finland, Sweden, at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And then you can hear Luminary's got a lot, a lot of other uh, people that are exclusive to them, like Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Lena Dunham, Michael Rappaport, and so many more. Russell Brand, the list goes on, baby. So uh, go get you a subscription, and please rate and review us on iTunes. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.